Hey there, I'm Andrew Yeager, and welcome to WBHM Politics. Back in September, five mayors in the Birmingham area stood behind a podium on a corner in downtown Birmingham. In front of cameras and reporters, they expressed support for Birmingham's bid to land Amazon's second corporate headquarters. It was part of an economic development beauty pageant as cities across the country tried to woo this mega project. But for Birmingham, it also represented something that isn't always seen around here, cooperation across municipal lines. Efforts to develop regional cooperation through specific initiatives or through culture have often faced the buzzsaw of political infighting. It's something that kind of gets talked about but never seems to go much beyond that. Well, it's getting talked about it once again because of a study released this summer, and today we'll look at that and examine what the status of regional cooperation around Birmingham is. Joining me to help in that discussion is Gary Richardson. He's mayor of Midfield and former president of the Jefferson County Mayor's Association. Uh, Mayor Richardson, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Also, Thomas Spencer, a senior research associate with the Public Affairs Research Council of Alabama, or PARCA. Tom, it's good to have you here. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And Cheryl Wheeler-Stewart, she's WBHM's local government reporter. Cheryl, good to have you back. Thank you. Well, I want to start with this study because that kind of jump-started this discussion. Tom, this was a study that uh, Parker conducted and was backed by the Community Foundation of Greater Birmingham. Just give us a sense of what the study found. Well, like you mentioned, Andrew, uh, the idea of regional cooperation has been on the table for a long time in um, Birmingham. And um, often the the conversation gets short-circuited. The, uh, the idea is posed well, why can't we all be one great city, one big city? Um, why are we divided up into 35 municipalities in Jefferson County alone? The immediate rejoinder is, yeah, but all those cities and all those school districts will never come together. They enjoy their independence. Um, there's too much uh, history um, separating them. But that doesn't fully understand how other communities have uh, have dealt with the problem of fragmentation. Fragmentation is, a, is an issue everywhere. What the Community Foundation wanted to do is deepen that conversation a little bit and get us past the automatic rejection of the idea um, and find identify models from around the country of communities who have successfully found ways to cooperate. Really, throughout the post-war period, there have been no massive mergers of cities. Cities just don't go away. School districts don't go away. But different communities who have seen the value in cooperation have found different structures to facilitate better cooperation. And Mayor Richardson, I see you're shaking your head there. <laughs> uh, I mean, this word regional cooperation, this term regional cooperation, kind of means a lot of things or people interpret it in many different ways. When you hear that, what do you think? Well, when I hear that, I hear sacrifice and that you need to give up who you are and where you are for the greater good meaning that municipalities need to consolidate, come together for the greater good. Uh, you can't get everybody on board with that. It just, I don't see it happening. Personally, I don't see it happening. You have 35 municipalities in this county, in Jefferson County. Uh, every one of those municipalities has a mayor. They have a council. We have, what, a dozen school systems in this county where when you look at uh, other areas like Charlotte and Nash, Nashville and everything, they have this consolidated district where everybody is in that district. I see it problematic because who really wants to give up who they are, where they are, and then not only that, consolidate with others who may not have the same 
uh, desire or ability to achieve, uh, accomplish goals, you, a poor school system, uh, I think it's going to be the biggest impediment to uh, having a regional government. And Cheryl, I, I want to bring you into this conversation because this is something that's come up time mm-hmm. and time again in Birmingham history. How have you seen this issue emerge through the years? Back in the 1960s, 1961, Art Haynes uh, in his administration began this conversation. And then in the 1970s, David Vann was sort of like the uh, the leader of what was called the One Great City Movement. And there was a lot of support for that One Great City Movement where Birmingham, Jefferson County would become a municipal government. That effort failed miserably in the legislature. And the, I'll, I'll just go ahead and bring this up because one of the notions that was floated during that time was that there were those who felt Birmingham, Jefferson County needed to become a regional government because there was a fear that if they didn't, African-Americans would control Birmingham by the 1980s. So the reasons were different, I believe. They were looking at it more from the point of race instead of economics. Yes, in Birmingham, we do tend to tell the story in racial terms, and um, so much of our history has been framed in racial terms. But this uh, tendency to fragment, to break apart, is in play everywhere. It is particularly uh, a factor in cities that had a big industrial base. When industry is your kind of central um, organizing principle, you tended to have uh, a city grow up around an industry, a mill town, for instance. And so Birmingham's landscape was... um, a series of interconnected industrial enterprises that cities grew up around. Once the era of suburbanization came, that um, kind of accelerated that trend. And so the central city, Birmingham, was landlocked, basically surrounded by uh, incorporated municipalities. While we talk about it in race, in terms of race and white flight and so forth, this went on uh, all, all throughout the country, and if you look at a city like Pittsburgh, which lost even a greater proportion of their population, it's still majority white. And so there is economics driving it as well, and really it's maybe even the fundamental force that's driving it. Well, and Tom, you said in your study you looked at models, and we've talked mostly about government consolidation, but my understanding is that this idea of regional cooperation isn't just limited to let's blow through the municipal lines. We consciously avoided the idea of merger and so forth. We knew that was not on the table. As I mentioned earlier, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. We explored four di- different models. One is looking to the, the county as the leader. So the county government exists overlaying those municipalities. So if we modernize the county government, and we've taken a lot of steps in that direction, the county becomes a better player to facilitate the kind of cooperation that needs to go, uh, that needs to take place at a regional level. Or in Louisville's case, they did consolidate. They merged their county and central city government, formed one politically consolidated metro government that sits atop the municipal governments underneath it. Those municipalities still exist in, in Louisville, but you have an overall, basically a county government, county mayor, that looks out for the entire region. And then you have, um, you had a model of Charlotte. Its county and city remain intact, but the county and the city formed interlocal agreements to cooperate with one another. Mm-hmm. And they, the, the responsibilities that made sense to handle at the county level, the county took. They have the park system, for instance, an interconnected system of parks throughout the county. 
while the city took law enforcement and didn't need a duplicative law enforcement agency. And then finally, we looked at Denver, which took a regional approach, who said, we're all in this together. We're a big region, and we're not going to give up our city boundaries and so forth, but we have to look for ways to cooperate and not compete. They signed agreements that um, forbid municipalities from bidding against one another for retail prospects and new businesses and so forth. Um, They joined their elected officials together in a mayor's caucus, sort of like the Jefferson County Mayor's Mm -hmm. Association. So they met on a regular basis and they came to consensus around issues. And so the report suggests that those are models that we ought to look at and talk about here in, in Jefferson County. There are examples of regional cooperation that exists right now in the county. The Stormwater Management Authority that we all come together, came together on and uh, so that we can monitor the water uh, as it goes in and out of cities. We form a consortium on that one. Give you another example. We in the city of Midfield, along with Fairfield and Homewood, collaborated with Birmingham for a Tiger Grant. And that grant resulted in $13 million coming into this area. We built the High Oil Line Trail, an abandoned, former abandoned railroad bed that we converted into a walking track. Then on a smaller level, um, even with that, even with the city of Midfield, the city of Fairfield, the city of Brighton, we have an intergovernmental agreement that we help each other out for public safety uh, issues of Fairfield with fire and, and police So there are some examples of it actually working to a greater degree, uh, like the models uh, we just heard. uh, I don't know if that's possible, uh, given our history here in the state of Alabama. Integration started in our schools in 1970. My city started its own school system, Midfield, in 1970 to avoid integration. There were other systems. So then are you saying in order for us to have more success and collaboration or coordination, we have to first deal with the education question? You do. You do. There is no way around it. I wonder something else here. Sure. Uh, something like Amazon or something like a Tiger Grant or very specific things that we mm-hmm. can get around right. that we can we can come together on, as it sure. were. It's a lot harder to come together around common nouns like education. Mm-hmm. I guess, do you see any appetite to address those sorts of issues, whether they be a divisive history, education, safety, among your colleagues that are political leaders in, in the Birmingham area, do you see any appetite for that? Well, yeah. Uh, a little while ago, I've been in office for 13 years, going on 14 years now. And, and of course, we all venture about the um, regional uh, jail. And, of course, Vestavia, Homewood, I thought Mount Brook all decided they're going to get together. I don't know if they ever happened or not, but at least they talked about it. And we talked about it. Uh, in fact, on the west side of town, we I've been talking to other mayors about having some type of consolidation that we could come together without giving up our identity of who we are, but we can afford uh, put together an opportunity that can help everybody. Uh, maybe building a regional jail is one so we can eliminate the duplication of services. And that's one of the biggest problems. We have too many duplication of services that exist in this county. I agree with that, and, but I would have to disagree with okay. the um, your initial point that it has to start with the schools because if we if we draw that line, then we're not getting anywhere. Yeah. And um, there are great disparities, and they need to be addressed. But we can continue to work toward that, but also work on the other areas. There are a lot more areas of um, governmental cooperation that we can pursue. 
I, I just don't want to short circuit the conversation at the point of the schools. While merging school systems is probably a, a, a non-starter in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. cooperation between school systems is definitely possible. That's happening in midfield. Fairfield and Bessemer, I was going to get to that point. We um, collaborated on and formed a pre-K program, and we took the funding from each school and combined them together to have a greater pre-K program and provide pre-K for our, our, our young ones there. That that was happening. Uh, that happened in Fairfield, Midfield, and Bessemer. So that's an example of a regional cooperation, regional participation. Right, and I, and I think mm-hmm. you're beginning to see that at the high school level too, where mm-hmm. we're recognizing that high schools need to provide job training and um, career development type courses. And the smaller school systems aren't necessarily able to, you know, invest in a large auto shop, let's say, or and um, they may have a smaller mm-hmm. number of students. So if you can pool, get a cooperative uh, agreement together where your students can, can go to a central facility. Well, example of that course, we're doing that in Fairfield and Midfield. Uh, with the career technical education program, there are some programs like fire science that exists in Fairfield High School, doesn't exist at Midfield. But through a collaborative effort, our students now can take fire science or other courses like that. So you're absolutely right. But my question is this. In 1961, Mayor Art Haynes introduced this notion of collaboration coming together as a region. It still has not happened on a consistent basis in Birmingham and Jefferson County. Why and what does it take for us to move faster? I mean, this is we're talking fifty more than fifty years here. No, we're trying to get to we're that actually point. talking more than a hundred years. Um, <laughs> if you look back, Birmingham was actually formed in the nineteen oh seven by the Greater Birmingham Bill, where East Birmingham and Avondale and Woodlawn and Inslee were all separate cities. And they were brought together under the Birmingham umbrella. Um, so that was a legislative action where we actually did do a consolidation early on. Um, in 1948, there were uh, there was a referendum to merge um, individual cities. Mm-hmm. In the 50s, there were votes. And some of them really narrowly lost. But, um, yes, we failed. And we failed um, to pull off one great city. But... For me, Hope Springs Eternal, I see this happening in other cities. I see um, a resurgence in in the interest of close-in urban living. People are recognizing the importance of the central city. We're not uniquely doomed to fail to cooperate. One of the important things from this study, I hope, is that we see that that there are ways, there are, are alternative ways, and we explore these alternative ways instead of it being a kind of an all or nothing. Well, there are two things that I want to get to before we uh, wrap up the conversation. Sure. The first of all is, you know, this has been a, a helpful discussion, but it's also kind of a discussion policy wonks really get into. <laughs> I mean, government mm-hmm. efficiency, that kind of thing. And I wonder, you know, Cheryl, we just came through a, a city election in the city of Birmingham. Do you see these sort of issues resonating at all, or did you hear anything along along these lines with folks you talk to? I did hear a lot of conversation about regional cooperation. It was not so much about a formal uh, merger of sorts, but doing some of the kinds of things that uh, 
Mayor Richardson mentioned, and also, you know, having some mutual aid agreements for public safety and also coming together for specific initiatives like pitching to Amazon or other large corporations that may be looking for a place to land. So Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Each person who was run, I talked to who was running for mayor and council also uh, spoke of the need to do more of that because they know that's the future, I think, for, for the city. They felt that's the future. One of the exciting things, part of the project was we did polling. Particularly strong support for cooperation was found among uh, the millennial generation. Their basic question mm-hmm. was, why aren't we doing this? You know, it doesn't make sense to them that we're all chopped up and that we can't cooperate. I think as we move farther and farther from some of the the most heated battles of the civil rights movement, for for instance, and a new generation comes up that's more inclusive, we have a chance to capitalize on that. And it's important. Another thing from the report that we found is that those regions that find a way to cooperate better, that are more unified, have more job growth, more population growth, and are more prosperous all over their MSA, not just in the central city. It really behooves us. We have had flat job growth since um, 2000. That affects the entire region. The suburbs and the city have a shared fortune, and we've got to find ways to cooperate. Well, Mayor Richardson, uh, mm-hmm. you started off this conversation pessimistic. We've talked about the virtues <laughs> of uh, of regional cooperation. Uh, do you see a path ahead? Uh, no, I don't. I really don't. We have so many uh, obstacles to overcome our civil rights past. I mean, we can't get uh, agree on whether or not uh, certain monuments ought to exist uh, in here or whether or not we should uh, uh, honor the legacy of the Confederacy. I don't see it. I really don't. But I think uh, on a smaller level, like what we I mentioned earlier with Birmingham and Midfield and Fairfield and Homewood collaborating, there are some things that we can do without giving up our identity, who we are, to uh, further the cause of regional participation. Well, that's uh, the mayor of Midfield, Gary Richardson. He's also former president of the Jefferson County Mayor's Association. Thank you so much. Thank you. Also heard from uh, Thomas Spencer. He's a senior research associate with the Public Affairs Research Council of Alabama. Tom, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. And also uh, WBHM's local government reporter, Cheryl Wheeler-Stewart. Cheryl, thanks for being here today. Thank you. And that's it for this edition of WBHM Politics. Uh, The show is produced by Gigi Duban, Cheryl Wheeler-Stewart, and myself. Our theme song is by local Birmingham guitarist Eric Essex and is called Find Your Way. Before we go, we want your help, and it's for the next episode, which is the Thanksgiving edition. Here's what we're looking for. The holidays are a time when awkward political conversations can come out among relatives, and we want to hear your stories about politics and family. Maybe it's your uncle's rant that turned into a food fight. Maybe grandma makes a stray comment that stops everyone cold. Maybe mom and dad have spent years canceling each other's votes at the ballot box, but remain happily married 50 years later. Whatever it is, we want to hear your stories of family and politics. Email news at wbhm.org. You can also send us a message to the WBHM Facebook page or tweet at us. We're at WBHM or use the hashtag WBHMPolitics. I'm Andrew Yeager. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, send us your stories. Mm-hmm.